Grand Theft Auto is breaking records as the trailer for their upcoming video game hits over 90 million views in the first hours of its release. As we look at the game and the effects that gaming might have on those who are overtaken by it. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at the new Grand Theft Auto trailer, as well as some of the effects that video games have on the mind and whether or not Christians should even be dabbling in this game. But before we get into that, we would love for you to make sure to like this video and subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel, as well as leaving a five-star review on the podcast if you feel so led. And we would love to see a comment. All these things just help it get out there more and get our message out there more, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in terms of what we're going to be discussing today, it is important to start making distinctions from the holy and the profane and make sure that we're saying, hey, is this something that I should allow in my thought life? Is this something I should put before my eyes? And specifically, is this something that should be put before my child's eyes if you have them? And for those who have never heard of Grand Theft Auto, it is one of the biggest, it actually is, not even one of, it is the biggest series of video games of all time, just flat out entertainment as a whole. In fact, Grand Theft Auto V alone brought in over eight, not million, billion dollars. That means people are playing this right now. There are people playing online as we are sitting here. Probably, I mean, just so many, a myriad of people playing that video game online as they role play in different facets, whether as a murderer or as a cop who they turn a murderer or whatever they want to role play as. And a lot of people are looking at this new trailer that this thing hit over 90 million views in the first 24 hours, a trailer for a video game that is not even going to be released until 2020. Five, this trailer hit over 90 million views. That is more views in a 24-hour period for any YouTube video that is not a music video. That is just incredible. When we understand, first of all, you're watching all of this stuff, and, and we're going to play a not a clip directly of the trailer, but our local news station out here in Southern California talking about the new trailer and the fact that a lot of what is seen on there actually coincides with different news stories from Florida. Including a peek at the most anticipated game to drop for fans. They've been waiting for this new game for about a decade now. Mm -hmm. I have as well. There it is in all of its Tom Petty soundtrack glory. Lots of people excited the main character is a Latina. Never mind that the game is about criminal murdering psychopaths. <laughs> Representation matters. <laughs> it's set in the fictional state of Leonida, inspired by the real life Florida. Flans have already pointed out some moments in the trailer seemingly inspired by actual Florida man headlines, like this scene, which appears to reference a 27 incident with a Florida man who looked like the Joker. He couldn't stay out of trouble, so above there you see the real life one and there's the GTA one. Here's an apparent homage to a Florida man who loved to garden so much he forgot his pants. Thank you, WFLA. <laughs> and there's more than a few gators behaving badly, either being pulled out of a pool or roaming the aisles of convenience stores. Nice. And there's one we can't show you on TV involving a gifted woman in Miami who twerked <laughs> on the top of her Volkswagen a few years back. 
The trailer was leaked a day ahead of the actual release. We'll have to wait a while, though, for more. GTA 6 doesn't drop until 2025. No. Really interesting. You know, you have people talking about, wow, it's been over a decade. Uh, in fact, it was, you know, back in 2013, uh, the last time Grand Theft Auto had made a video game. And some of the clips are really interesting in the trailer, one of which is actually not from Florida. It's from Chatsworth right over here. Uh, the woman who is there with two hammers. And she, that's actually a news clip of something that actually happened here locally in Chatsworth. Not, I mean, some 10 minutes from my home. And it is interesting when you look at all this stuff and you see the parallels, but you see how realistic all of this stuff looks. It's kind of crazy. And a lot of people don't know the effect or even who is actually playing this game or these games. And in fact, this news clip that we're about to play is actually 10 years old. But listening to this clip kind of gives some insight to where we are now. Never has there been an opening like this in the entertainment industry. This week, Grand Theft Auto V pulled in $1 billion in sales in three days. No movie or music release has ever come close to that. And with, as with earlier versions of the game, it is extremely violent. Here's Elaine Quijano. Grand Theft Auto V allows video game players to assume the role of gangsters, committing almost any crime imaginable. Bank robberies, car thefts, often murder. College freshman Daniel Bell started playing four years ago. You're never gonna really be a criminal. So like when you're all these characters who are just insane criminals who rob banks and steal cars. It's just like a fun experience and it gives you a rush. I'm here for Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. 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 On Tuesday, fans around the world lined up for the chance to be among the first to plop down $60 for the game, which did $800 million in worldwide sales its first day. Let's go. First one. Today, there were no signs momentum was slowing at the Manhattan GameStop where we ran into Teresa Rotundo. She bought the game for her 13 and 17-year-old sons. I want them to know that I don't like it, but I guess I do let them play because all their friends are playing. Notice not only the popularity there with, you know, it talking about how many items were sold at that time, now surpassing over eight or right around $8 billion and I'm, a lot of people are seeing, hey, this thing getting 90 million views in a 24-hour period just for a trailer of a video game, it might surpass the last one as well. And a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, uh, I, I don't want my kids to play it, but you know what? I, I guess I'll just buy it for them and let them play it. And so many parents, sadly enough, are just taken around by a leash by their own children. And they are commanded to do exactly what they want to give them whatever they want in their appetite, whether that is food, uh, alcohol, whether it's smoking weed, or even when it comes to buying things like this and handing this over to the children. It's something that is very common. And you heard that mother say right in that, I don't like it, but I do let them play. I, first of all, being subjugated to your own children is such a sad state of affairs. And so many people have allowed this to happen because of video game addictions that happen at such a young age or just screen addictions. So many of them. And we're going to play a clip 
of a, a doctor actually talking about the effects on the brain a little bit later uh, in this video so that we can see how dangerous this actually could be. But a lot of apologists for the game have said, that, oh, it's not for children and so forth. I'm sorry, they're not making $8 billion on a video game unless you have parents buying this for their children. That is just a fact. And I'm saying this anecdotally that back in 2020, um, sorry, not 2020, back in 2002, when I was a freshman in high school, my mom bought me Vice City and I played Grand Theft Auto long before I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And the truth is, so did my brother, who was just a couple years older than me. So did many of the people. And I played Grand Theft Auto 3 when that came out with my neighbors and their friends and so forth. If they were, if children were not playing this, if young people were not playing this, the game would not be played. And it's interesting because even the very voice actors of the show talk about their experiences of going out and seeing parents buy this and telling them, no, don't do it. I got to tell the parents and the teacher was there. I said, you can't blame us. I'm just an actor. I'm a motion voice actor. I said, the video game specifically says 18 years and older. If that kid has the game, you're pointing the finger at the wrong place. You're supposed yeah, yeah. to do this. My son was 11 when the game came out. I remember being at GameStop and the mom of one of his buddies, she goes, hey, well, should I get this game? You know, and I'm like, no, the kid's 12 years old. And why should they not do it? Well, obviously because, and it should be embarrassing, it reminds you of Madonna saying she wouldn't let her children watch any TV. And you're like, wow, what a hypocrite. You put all this stuff out there. And you have these actors who are the voice actors that are getting paid to put this video out saying, when I see children, I tell them not to get it, even though they know full well that they are getting it and they are being deluded. And some people, even famous talking heads online, are saying this is helping train young people to commit violent crimes. When I be looking at the little today and the type of crimes they be committing, as a youth advocate, I say, man, these little playing Grand Theft Auto in real life. That's the only thing I can compare it to. We don't have nothing else to compare it to. Uh, I done seen a little get into it with his baby mama. God bless Elijah's soul. My cousin Dante and Gwen's son. He arguing with his baby mama. She jumped in the car. You better not go nowhere. He grabbed the side of the car like he think he can stop it. She dragged his up the street. I said, say, nigga, why didn't you let the car go? He said, man, I thought I could stop it. I said, that's what that Grand Theft Auto did to you. His whole side was skin up. He hmm. couldn't think to let the car go. Because in Grand Theft Auto, you can hold on to it and grab it and open the door. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, all he had to do was let it go. But when I asked him, why you just didn't let it go? Oh, I thought I could get it. I said, I come from playing that game. Hmm. Because the game become training. They use these games for simulation training, homie, for police drills or, or pilot or simulation. So if you own this from 5 to 14, 15, at least from 6 to 12, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, you being trained with violence, how to commit violence. Not only that, you learn about all these real guns they showing you. I get it, homie. I just know we're in trouble uh, because everybody is going to end up in metaverse world. And when you check out a metaverse world, reality won't mean nothing based on how much time we done spent in the metaverse. 
Now, the correlation and causation of violence with video games, plenty of people have argued it, and I don't believe that a lot of the data is actually accurate in terms of, oh, well, look, if people are playing the video games, they commit less violence. I think that there needs to be a lot more work done in understanding who it is that is playing the video games and then comparing that to people that are living in places where violent crime is the norm. But I, I don't want to get deep into that or that argument because that's not as important to me when it comes to people's hearts and where their hearts are when playing these video games. And I want to read from an article so you get a better understanding. And the article is from Business Insider. And this is an article from 2014 regarding the last Grand Theft Auto that came out before the one that is going to come out in 2025. And the headline for the article is, quote, the new Grand Theft Auto lets you have realistic sex with prostitutes. Quote, the Grand Theft Auto series was engulfed in controversy in 2005 when it was discovered that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas had a feature hidden on the disc that allowed players to play a sex minigame named Hot Coffee that saw the main character have sex with women. Although Rockstar Games had disabled the feature, essentially removing it from the game, players figured out that it took just a simple modification to add it back in. The game was pulled from some retailers and later re-released as an adult game with a new age rating. When Grand Theft Auto V was released in 2013, players were amused to find that they could listen in to other people talking to the game's virtual strippers. The women have a virtual like bar that could be increased by touching them or using a real-world microphone to speak to them. However, players didn't realize that everything they said to strippers was broadcast to nearby players, resulting in some embarrassment. Needless to say, this will be controversial, and the company has likely deliberately created the aspect of the game in part because it knows it will generate headlines. Prostitutes have controversially existed in Grand Theft Auto games for years, but in the past, players have had their view of sex acts obscured by car doors. Now, it all takes place in the full view of the player who can move the camera around to get a better view. Players drive past prostitutes honking their horn to encourage them to enter their vehicle. Then, after driving to a secluded spot, they select from a menu of sex acts before watching what happens. Of course, this being a video game, some players choose to kill the prostitute after the encounter to get back some of their money. Obviously, this is sick and disgusting, and a lot of people are pointing out some of the hypocrisy of people, even who are coming out against the video game, Online, In fact, in a post that was replied to by Elon Musk himself, somebody by the name of Kettlebell Life tweeted a list of games I have not played, GTA 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, to which Elon Musk responded, tried but didn't like doing crime. GTA 5 required shooting police officers in the opening scene, just couldn't do it. Granted, Elon Musk also shared the trailer for the new Grand Theft Auto, which assuredly will be doing murderous acts. In another tweet, somebody quoted, we need to ban GTA 6. Children should not be playing this game. And then readers added context and said, GTA is a franchise with a high age rating, usually M. So it isn't a game focused to kids and shouldn't be banned for this. And somebody actually retweeted it and said, this game is literally rated M for mature. It was never for kids, idiot. Uh, there's a problem. I think everyone realizes that kids are playing this game. That this is just a lie. Anyone who would say otherwise is just ridiculous. Ian Miles Chong actually tweeted out against it, said, quote, I'm glad shooting cops in Cyberpunk 2077 is completely optional. Never finished GTA 5 either. But the only problem is Ian Miles Chong has actually written 255 GamerX articles 
covering GTA 5, including descriptions of personally killing or evading virtual police in the game's single-player mode. Guy seems like a liar. Political talking head from Daily Wire, Michael Knowles, actually reviewed the game and had this to say. I probably won't play it too because it actually is all about vice. And even looking at, you know, like a woman twerking on a car or whatever, I thought, is it, have the graphics gotten so good that this could actually be pornographic or at least titillating and erotic? Maybe, maybe they have. The graphics look insane there. And the other reason that I probably won't play it is because when you do things, even virtually, maybe especially virtually, they do sort to to warp your soul. So it's not as much as if you actually engage in a behavior with your whole body. That will more shape a habit. But what's spooky about the virtual stuff is you're not conscious of it. So it's forming your desires and warping your soul without you even being aware of it, which is why it is especially pernicious. So I probably won't do that. Because what I would do if I play, I wouldn't play the missions. I'd probably just go around like shooting people and stuff and robbing people and, you know, just doing all these kind of crazy things. Uh, so I probably won't do that. But I guess the argument to play the game is this doesn't just seem like pornography. This doesn't just seem like, I don't know, like a hedonistic do whatever you want. There, there's a story to it here, clearly, in the trailer they're telling some kind of a narrative. There's obviously gameplay, so you do different missions and things. It's all pretty dark and bad. But I would watch a I would watch a dark movie. I would read a dark book if there were some redeeming literary or artistic um, merit to it. And there probably is. If anyone is going to have artistic merit in an extremely dark and degenerate narrative of, of a video game, it would be Grand Theft Auto. These guys are, whatever you want to say about it, these guys are clearly excellent artists. Oof, I'm really, I am actually tempted to play the game. I probably won't also because I'm too cheap and I won't buy a new video game system, but that's impressive. Although he claimed that there were plenty of vices in the game, he also talked about how amazing it was and how he was tempted to use it. The truth is, is that scripture should be the main indicator for us to make sure that we aren't putting this before our eyes. In Psalm 101.3, it says, I will set no worthless or evil thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not fasten its grip on me. In Matthew 6, 22 through 23, talking about the false prophets and actually putting wealth before God, let alone putting all of these other wicked things before God and, and putting your eyesight on them and meditating on those things rather than the one true God says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? The truth is the Bible is very clear. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, soul, mind and strength, when your mind is being corrupted by things that are abhorrent, the very things that nailed Jesus to a cross, the sins that caused the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we should not be glorifying in it and entertaining ourselves in it. It is disgusting. Not only that, but there is actually a direct link. And I think people need to start understanding what's going on in the mind, what's going on in the brain, and how video games not only are affecting us, 
but a direct correlation. And in fact, we see a lot of times the same people that are addicted to video games are also the same people that are addicted to pornography. In an article by GameQuitters.com, it says, quote, porn addiction is massively understated in society. Most men have been watching it from as soon as they become old enough to search for it on the web. And many go on into their 30s and 40s without ever noticing how dependent they are. The core reason porn leads to increased video game pleasure is because porn messes up our dopamine reward systems. We get used to massive dopamine rushes when watching porn that very little else can compare to it. But video games? That dopamine hit that we get when we headshot that guy with a pistol at 50 yards on Metro? Now, I want you to listen to Dr. Andrew Huberman regarding that very dopamine hit that we're talking about, whether pornography, whether social media, or video games and the effect that it can have on the brain and why people are so easily addicted to it. People will play a video game, they love it, it's super exciting to them, and then they'll keep playing and playing and playing, and either one of two things happens, typically both. First of all, I always say, Addiction is a progressive narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure. So oftentimes what will happen is the person only has excitement and can achieve dopamine release to the same extent doing that behavior and not other behaviors. And so they start losing interest in school. They start losing interest in relationships. They start losing interest in fitness and well-being and depletes their life. And eventually what typically happens is they will stop getting dopamine release from that activity as well. And then they drop into a pretty serious depression. And this can get very severe and people have committed from these sorts of patterns of activity. That quote that he says there, that addiction is a progressive narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure. That is something massive there. And I think we really need to get that in our heads. But listen to him also talk specifically about novel sensory and how some video games with novel sensory where you're learning and seeing all these new things and new items all the place all over time, how e why they cause this great addiction and how the dopamine hits are close to even using cocaine. Video games, especially video games that have a very high update speed where there's novel territory all the time, no novelty is a big stimulus of dopamine. Those can release dopamine somewhere between nicotine and cocaine. So very high levels of dopamine release. Now, this is incredible. One, because I think when we're looking at this, we need to recognize the dangers. And when you look at even the trailer for this new Grand Theft Auto video game that's coming out and notice that novel sensory is what they are going after over and over again. There's brand new things all over the place in your mind and you are getting completely addicted to it and everything else is going to the side and how easily this can happen. But guys, I also need to point out that it's not just our brainwaves. What's happening there is we're understanding the agency or the effect that is going on and not necessarily the causation. While we're understanding what's going on in the brain, this is how Satan uses these things. He uses them because he is not ignorant of how the brain works and how what you are supposed to be getting out of effort and ambition and so forth, where you're supposed to be getting these dopamine hits and these th synthetic fashions, whether it's through drugs, pornography, or video games of getting these dopamine hits that should be coming through your effort over and over again. We are seeing this is how Satan is attacking young people and also is ruining marriages. How many marriages, how many divorces have taken place because the husband has completely checked out and now he is 
his sensory, everything in his brain goes to the phone, pornography, video games, and has no time for his children and his family. This is a reality. And what's crazy is all of the things that we're talking about, even humans recently come out, and we'll probably do a show on that, uh, and talking talking about the complexity of the mind and how he is now praying and reading the Bible, which I, I keep him in prayer because when you see just how intricate we are designed, it is so easy to come to the conclusion that there is a creator. I used to be an atheist and I came to Christ understanding that there is a creator, that there is a spiritual reality as well. And one of those one of the chief things that when I first came to Christ just clicked for me was understanding the difference between agency and causation. Because we're seeing that when you do these things, these things happen in the brain. But there is a cause of this, and I believe there's a spiritual reality. And I want you to hear Dr. John Lennox, both when he is debating Dr. Richard Dawkins and explaining to him why he does, why he is making a categorical mistake when it comes to agency and causation, but also listen to his scientific explanation of agency and causation when it comes to gravity and Stephen Hawking's argument against the reality that God exists. I would like to suggest, Richard, that somewhere down in this, you're making a category mistake because you're confusing mechanism with agency. We have a mechanism. It does X, Y, and Z. Therefore, there's no need for an agent. I would suggest that the sophistication of the mechanism, and science rejoices in finding such mechanisms, is evidence for the sheer wonder of the creative genius of God. You see, science explains marvelously, as Jeff pointed out, but the problem is that explanation comes at different levels. And people think that once they've got a scientific explanation, this is Hawking's view, He doesn't believe in God. Why? I quote, because there is a law of gravity, the universe can and will create itself from nothing. I'm not going to point out the three levels of contradiction in that statement. But what he does is we've got a scientific explanation for something, therefore there's no God. But just a minute, why is the water boiling? Well, because the heat energy is agitating the molecules conducted through the kettle bottom And that's why the water is boiling. No, it isn't. It's boiling because I'd like a cup of tea. (laughs) Now, you laugh. Why? Because you see that those two explanations don't actually conflict or contradict. They're different kinds of explanation. One's scientific. The other's in terms of my volition, the volition of a personal agent. Now, let me say this to you. And this takes a lot of the steam out of the argument for me. God no more conflicts with science as an explanation for the universe than Henry Ford conflicts with the law of internal combustion as an explanation for a motor car engine. Now, that's how I would start to approach this. I think there's a huge epistemological and intellectual confusion out there. And Hawking, Dawkins, and others insist The scientific explanation is the only one. And that's nonsense. Because the law of gravity, even within science, the one thing it does not explain is gravity. I hope you realize that. Nobody knows what gravity is. And Newton realized that. The law of gravity is a wonderful help to calculate how to put someone in the moon without even Einstein. But it doesn't tell you what gravity is. And there's a huge myth out there that 
if you've got a scientific explanation, that's all you need. No, it is not. And therefore, I agree with your initial statement, Larry, that science cannot, of its own methodology, and of course, that's difficult to define, rule out the existence of God. I would want to go a lot further, but that can remain. I would want to show that science uh, actually gives us evidence of God. Now, those truths, I think, are really important for us to understand. Just explaining how something works does not explain why it works. And in the same way, just explaining that these things in your head that are going off, that this happens, is not explaining why it happens. And the truth is, you are designed by a creator, and he has a plan in which if you follow his laws, his commands, and the order of his design, it will benefit your life. In the same way, we have to realize that these are the ways, and we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, and these are some of the ways that Satan is coming after us. He is coming at you through video games. He is coming at you through social media and making sure you get dopamine hits every time you get a like or you like something or see something over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. He is also coming after you with pornography, and then you are looking at people as they are objects. He is doing all of this to attack you because he's waging war against your soul, and the fact is, is that Jesus Christ Christ came to save sinners. And I can tell you this, you need to turn away from these things. I'm not saying that I didn't play those games back before I came to Christ, that I didn't make the same mistakes and in, enjoy engaging in this debaucherous behavior, but I praise God that that has been nailed to the cross, that the very things that I committed, those sins that I committed, have been nailed to the cross on Calvary. And Jesus Christ paid for my crimes, the things that I did, including playing video games. I don't believe this is something that is merely entertainment. This is something that is sinful. If you are entertaining yourself with the, with the actions before your heart that are sinful, God has written us a new covenant, a covenant on our hearts. Our conscience bears witness against us, and being entertained by it, you will become more and more callous and more and more darkened to sin, and it will become not so big of a deal. And I want to encourage you right now, if you're a believer, turn from these things. Turn away from them. Flush it down the toilet, burn it up. Don't Whatever you got to do, get it away from you. And if you're not a believer, recognize these things are a war, a war waged against your soul. Turn from them. Look to Jesus Christ, who died a horrible death on a cross, did so in public, rose again on the third day in public for our sins, justifying, not only justifying us, but justifying all the things he talked about in the afterlife, justifying all the miracles he did, knowing that they actually and truly came from God. And guess what? Turn to him. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your trust on him. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. I encourage you to turn to him right now before it's too late. Away from GTA and on, on to Team Jesus. This has been Chad Davidson. This is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.